0: Southern Miss to, to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle
1: Hour. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty, Kelly Santer, and Michael Morgans from the First Bank Studio here in Hattiesburg, and we're glad you're with us. Going to be talking to Rhett Lewis in just a few minutes. He is the play-by-play announcer for Saturday's Southern Miss broadcast, which will be carried For the first time ever, Southern Miss will appear on the NFL television network. That's exciting. We'll be talking to the guy that will be calling the action. Patrick McGee from the Biloxi Sun-Herald will join us at 140 to update us on football as the Golden Eagles prepare to uh, travel over to Ruston, Louisiana and play what may be the deciding game for the Western Division Championship. Opening segment sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of this program, and we're grateful to them for that. They can cater any event for you, large or small. You can always sit back, relax, let Dickey's do the cooking, and you can enjoy their fresh-cut and fresh-cooked meats every day, seven days a week, in their restaurant here in Hattiesburg and in Dickey's restaurants around Mississippi. So thanks to Dickey's Barbecue Pit for sponsoring the Eagle Hour.
2: This game coming up Saturday, and again, we don't want to pull out the proverbial dead horse, but, but you get this one on Saturday. And then the only other team in the West that, that you'd realistically have to contend with would be UAB, but again, right. you, you'd have the tiebreakers with both North Te- North Texas and Louisiana Tech, and then you know, and UAB hasn't played either one, I don't think. So they would have they they still have some pretty tough tasks you know ahead of them, um, but man, this and and people, in fact, I was talking to some guys this morning in in Hattiesburg, Bob, with the different civic uh, clubs. And they were saying they're having difficulty booking their Christmas parties, which, believe it or not, will be upon us here before you know it. Mm -hmm. And they said everybody wanted to have it on December 7th, but they stopped the meeting and they said, but we can't book it on the 7th because if the Eagles are playing the Conference USA Championship game, Mm -hmm. it'll be on December 7th. So isn't it cool that the community has kind of tuned back into this team and has said, you know, look, we have to at least leave 7th on the back burner, leave it open so that if the Eagles are playing for that championship, you know, that, uh, that they'd be available to,
1: to watch it. So it's, it's pretty cool. Take a big step in that direction if they can uh, go over there and figure out a way to knock off the Bulldogs on their home field. Not going to be easy, though. No, and what's interesting to me, too,
2: is that, like, at Bocoma Casino, we learned about making sure that 50% of the, of the money is on one team, 50% is on the other. But depending on which service you subscribe to or participate in or just watch – you know, if you're not actively involved in that sort of thing, you get about 50 percent of the wagering services have Southern Miss as a favorite. And you have about 50 percent that have Louisiana Tech as a favorite. Mm-hmm. OK, so in other words, nobody really knows. Nobody you know, has a clue. <laughs> How this nobody
1: one. has a clue. And it's a rival game. Yeah. So you just never know who's going to come out in what frame of mind and from what you said yesterday and i know you you talked about you had spoken to one of the kids on the team
2: who will actually be our guest one of our guests tomorrow here uh, on the eagle hour punter brady farlow local kid from purvis yeah.
1: uh they seem from what you said a little extra motivation brewing down in three well he
2: just it, and uh and Rustin, yeah he, he said mm-hmm. you know there's the usual clowning and stuff that goes on during practice but he said this week it's uh seems to be much more businesslike on the practice field because they know what's riding, too. Well, you know they want a little payback. You know that. Because Southern Miss, they've even heard Southern Miss owns you guys, and you guys never beat Southern Miss. It doesn't
1: matter Kind of like UAB does Southern Miss. Right. Southern Miss has been doing to Louisiana that
2: And you remember when uh, when the Larry Fedora coach Southern Miss team was on the edge of maybe a
1: BCS bowl? It <laughs> couldn't beat UAB.
2: UAB. And UAB was <laughs> dreadful that year.
1: You know, yeah, you don't have so to So the bottom us. line is, our expert opinion is, we have no idea what's going to happen.
2: <laughs> but that kind of makes it fun, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, there are a lot of games... Um, that you kind of know, like when the Patriots step on the field, you kind of know they're going to win. Or when the Redskins or Bengals step on the field, you You kind of know they're going to lose. The other team's going
1: to win. Yeah, (laughs) right. All right, so we're going to be talking a lot of football here. We'll have Rhett Lewis coming up uh, in just a couple of moments. Real quickly on that, and and I'm going to tell him this when we start this segment. I thought the announcement that Conference USA's Game of the Week was picked up by the NFL Network was the most positive thing I have heard about Conference USA football in the past, I don't know, 10 years maybe. It is.
2: I mean, it's getting some attention now, you know. Right. And um, and I know the, the Sun Belt kind of got a shot in the arm last night because South Alabama and Troy played on TV, which you would expect – on a Wednesday night, especially, would not necessarily a big, be a big ratings gainer. Mm-hmm. But the American League Championship Series between the Yankees and Astros got rained out. Mm-hmm. So as Stan Caldwell, a sports writer, pointed out, that was a huge shot in the arm for the Sun belt. So now people tuning really? in to watch the baseball game got to see a Sun Belt football
1: game instead. Right. So. All right. Switch gears real quickly to basketball. We love basketball. We're excited uh, about the new men's coach. And obviously, Jorley McNellis is a big friend here of the show. The predictions came out, The co- I guess, from the conference. Is that correct? Let our listeners know where Conference USA coaches put Southern Miss basketball this year.
2: On the women's side, Joy Lee McNellis has one preseason all-conference player, and the Lady Eagles were projected out of 14 teams to finish sixth. Sixth in the preseason poll uh, out of 14. The news not necessarily as good on the men's side. Which is? dead. Last. Really? 14th out of 14 teams, Southern Miss on the men's side projected to finish in the absolute cellar. You
1: know, I just find that odd because they do have some good returning kids from last year. They've got a new coaching staff, a lot of motivation. Dead last? Really?
2: Well, these are all just for entertainment and, and fun. And But, you know, if you talk to Jay Ladner and his staff, I'm sure one of the things they're saying is, hey, bring it on. Yeah. You know, I mean. where to go but up. That, that's right. <laughs> and, you know, the old term bullets and board material. Uh-huh. You know, this is something that, that his staff can use as motivation for these guys to get ready for the season. That nobody in the league expects you to do anything. Right. But the only opinions that matter are the people in this locker room. Right. And I'm sure that'll be the message going forward. You
1: know Jay Ladner a lot better than I do. What sort of basketball team do you think will – what sort of play do you think we will see – Out of a Ladner coach team,
2: I think they'll be tenacious on defense. You know they're they're undersized, you know for sure, but they will always play tenacious defense. And um, the reason that that's important is it's real easy for guys to be motivated to play offense because that's what gets the name in the paper, right? Mm -hmm. A double double and thirty-two points and all this sort of thing. But you have to play if you're going to win consistently. You have to be able to play defense. So they talk about the court being a flat surface. It's not tilted. Toward the offensive end, right? Mm -hmm. So you got to be able to play defense. And um, actually, it's a good situation for Jay to be in because obviously, like I said, the the expectations couldn't be. Pretty low. Pretty low. And and we've talked about the schedule, the rugged schedule that they're going to have to deal with this year. Well, I'll just
1: say this. If they come out of the gate and beat Gonzaga and Michigan, that'll change some attitudes about finishing dead last, right? Yes. Want to care to make a prediction about that? No, gunslinger. <laughs> <laughs> of all the teams in the
2: well, country, and remember North Carolina, Iowa State, all those teams. That, you know, there's all a very good, good chances they're going to have to. You know, that they're going to have very, to play very good basketball teams. So yeah. you know, and a lot of that is based on the fact that there is a, <clears throat> a new new coach in town. And Doc did have some. Doc Sadler did have some some key seniors. A lot of the the playing minutes last year and the points that were scored, you know, did graduate. And Coach Ladner got the job kind of late because Doc left kind of late. So uh, the tail end of the recruit. So I I totally get it. I totally understand why that's the case. And and, and really, Bob, it would be kind of worse if they were picked to finish somewhere in the middle. Because then there's that false sense of security. I think he probably likes this. I think so, too. That's what I say. I think it'll be a great motivating factor that now it's them against the world. Yeah. Right? That nobody thinks they'll be able I to like do it. I like this
1: prediction, too. I think you're going to see some good attendance. I think there's going to be a lot of excitement when this basketball team really gets into this, the meat of the schedule for real.
2: And the, the university has also announced a program that I think is pretty cool called LADS, Ladner, LADS, LADS. And it's for people who... Want to get behind the basketball program, but maybe you know can't come for whatever reason to the games. So they want you to subscribe to Lads Lads, and you can give money um, <clears throat> to the athletics department that will purchase student tickets for elementary kids in the area that might not normally be able good to deal. come to games, you know, or maybe couldn't afford basketball tickets to come. Now to that's, the games. that's
1: good, Lads Lads. That couldn't be the same group that came up with the other slogan of Trick or Treat. With Southern Miss. No,
2: no, no. No,
1: This has to be two different groups of marketing (laughs) Different
2: arm of the marketing department. Yeah, lads, lads, though. And they would like you to consider that. Again, so you say, well, I can't go to any of the games. It's okay. There are a lot of kids in town that that maybe can't afford to go to the Southern Miss games. Right. So you buy those tickets, and then the athletic department will actually make sure that these kids are vetted. You know, through different organizations that work with uh, underprivileged youth, and they'll get those tickets to the kids so they can come to Southern Miss basketball but games. But
1: remember this, people: if Al Holder can drive from Jackson to Hattiesburg and back every single home basketball game, you can make a few if you live here in the Berg. Right. Point taken. All right, we're going to talk football and the NFL Network with Rhett Lewis next on the Eagle Hour.
0: To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
1: Welcome back. Glad you're with us this afternoon. I want to thank uh, our next sponsor, of course, which is Campus Bookmart for their sponsorship of the show. They're located on Hardy Street, uh, right across the street from the Southern Miss campus. If you're in other parts of the state, you can reach them at campusbookmart.com. I guarantee you, Kelly, that uh, they're already getting stuff in for Christmas.
2: Oh, yeah. And now's the time to get it, particularly if you uh, have someone on your Christmas list who's uh, who's a big boy like me. Mm-hmm. You know, get those uh, those bigger sizes that, that are available. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it gets so aggravating because, you know, sometimes you really like the style of something, but it's just too small. You know, I haven't worn an adult small since I was like a that's, toddler. Actually, that's
1: <laughs> very common.
2: You know, it's yeah, actually, pretty common. But you know, a couple of postscripts, Bob, on basketball. Uh, Joy Lee McNellis will be joining us uh, next week to talk about the the preseason uh, poll, and also about the the preseason All Conference player that the uh, that the Lady Eagles have. And earlier today. And I, I know you'll get a kick out of this because we always talk about the posters and memorabilia on the wall at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Mm-hmm. The uh, one of the Fab Five, Derek Hamilton. I actually got gonna to be on the show. Yeah, I talked to Derek this morning. And, uh, of course, he has a son that is playing football at Notre Dame, who is a real stud, college football player. So Derek Hamilton is going to be on the show to talk a little bit uh, talk a little bit of basketball and about uh, his son's career up at Notre Dame, and uh, it's, it should be fun. He was one of the most, I think, entertaining players right. that ever came through no Southern question.
1: Miss. All right, this Saturday, the Golden Eagles, of course, are playing Louisiana Tech. It's going to be broadcasted on the NFL Television Network. As I said earlier in the show, I think that's the biggest news that came to Conference USA in a long time. Time. Rhett Lewis is the man you'll be hearing do the play-by-play on the NFL Network this Saturday. And he now joins us on the Eagle Hour. And, Rhett, thanks for coming on the radio show.
0: Oh, man. I am—I uh, was so fired up to get uh, the call to come join you guys. Man, I'm so excited to call some conference USA football with Southern Miss. I'm a New Orleans boy born and raised. Oh. So. Uh, actually, the first recruiting visit I ever went on as a high school football player was to Hattiesburg uh, when Jeff Bauer was head coach. Oh, so, so uh, you're familiar with the program. A, oh, yeah. holds a special place in my heart, for sure.
1: Well, Red, I said at the start of our show to our listeners around the state of Mississippi that I thought the announcement about Conference USA's Game of the Week on the NFL Network, the biggest news, the most positive news, Conference USA has had in a long time. Can you fill our listeners in on how you think this came to be?
0: So this is awesome for us because, um, you know, as exciting as that may have been for Conference USA, it was equally as exciting for us at NFL Network because we are in the business of live action, live games. And to get any kind of live game on a Saturday – you know, when folks don't normally, you know, tune to us during the fall mm-hmm. is so great, you know. And so to be able to attract uh, to viewers to NFL Network with a high quality of football like we see week in and week out in Conference USA, it's huge. Um, and look, you know, even more excited that it's not just this year. You know, it's a multi-year deal, and um, we're going to keep coming back. And um, I, 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 am, I was so excited to get, uh, you know, invited to be a part of it. Um, as one of our three announced teams uh, for our ten game package this year, so it's awesome, man. We are—I couldn't be more excited—and it's
1: huge, huge exposure for Conference USA.
0: Yeah, well, here's the other thing you know. Think about you know, it's um, you know, we are only we have one network. You know, we don't have there's not an NFL Network two or anything. So you know, you are on the flagship here for NFL Network. You know what I mean? I think that's right. kind of cool for Conference USA for sure.
2: Well, and and the fact that it is on the NFL Network, is there any any truth to the rumor, Rhett, that being with the NFL Network, that the NFL Network is going to put the Bengal and Redskin games on the Cartoon Network?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, not at the moment. I've I've heard no truth. Uh, There's obviously some teams uh, struggling a little bit. Um, How about about, about Nick Mullins riding with the undefeated 49ers right now?
1: Right. Right. You know, Nick, I think – Brett, I'd like to get your input. I, I think he's played well enough that, I mean, he's in a great place right now because that's an up and coming yeah. team. He's probably talented enough to start for some teams, don't you think?
0: No question. No question, especially with all the backup quarterbacks we've seen play this year. You know, I think we were up to double digits um, in terms of uh, guys who didn't start the season as a team's starting quarterback. So I thought that last year, with the way Nick played in relief of Jimmy, that he might be in the conversation as. As trade bait for somebody else that was looking to get a, mm-hmm. you know, to, to get a quality starter, and I think that's definitely out there for Nick, whether it's this year or you know when his contract comes up in San Francisco.
2: Right. We talked in our last segment about how a lot yeah. of the gaming agencies, I mean, are right down the middle. Half of them have Southern Miss as the favorite in this game. Half of them have La Tech as the favorite in this game. You and your partner, yeah. uh, broadcast partner, have to break all this stuff down. How do you <laughs> see it at this point?
0: Okay, so this is, I mean, I've been, since I last did the Louisiana Tech grambling game in week two of the college football season, I had been hoping and praying that Louisiana Tech would win out until this game, and that I had been hoping that Southern Miss would win out uh, until this game, too, and they both did. And so, um, you know, it was a huge win for Southern Miss over North Texas last week. Um, La Tech has won five in a row. Since losing opening week against Texas, um, so to me, you've got two of the best offenses in, in Conference USA. You've got two of the best quarterbacks in Conference USA. So this is going to come down to who can defend the pass bet, um, you know, I, I, and who can defend the big, who can limit the big play, and who can defend the pass down in and down out. Um, you know, I, I know Southern Miss is capable of that. We've seen their their defense the last you know three years being one of the best in college football, um, and you know, I know it hasn't quite gotten off to the same start this year, but um, they've got the players and the talent to certainly uh, cause problems in the past game for Tech. And then, you know, on the flip side, Amik Robertson is probably one of the best corners in all of college football for Louisiana Tech. So, you know, he's going to give Quez and and Jalen Adams and uh, and Tim Jones, you know, some trouble out there on that side of the field. Um, So, you look, man, that's going to be one matchup to watch. The other is... You know, how does Louisiana Tech deal with Jalen Adams in the return game? How, how can you keep him from catching a ball, from fielding a punt, and from taking a kick? Um, so, Bailey Hale's going to have his, his work cut out for him on the kickoff. And, uh, and, that, and so over the coverage teams for Louisiana Tech. So, those are two areas I'm looking at.
2: And the secondary for Southern Miss did struggle a little bit last week against yeah. North Texas. I think what impressed me about the Eagle performance last week is, is uh, North Texas didn't lose that game. Southern Miss won that right. game and there's a difference, you know. There's a difference. Southern Miss just completely outplayed North Texas. And what might kind of be ironic about this thing Saturday is that the quarterback for La Tech is a Mississippi guy who was raised an hour and a half northeast of Hattiesburg, Jamar Smith yeah. from Meridian. So wouldn't that be something?
0: Well, and then of course Southern Miss's guy was a Louisiana Tech Bulldog. You know, when yeah, he first that's uh, right, committed, yeah. that's and, right, and redshirted. You know, in Ruston. So that's super cool. Both those kids were at the Manning Passing Academy this summer, and I got to meet them. Um, Two really great, great football players and and great guys uh, that I really enjoyed talking to. I've known uh, David Morris uh, at Quarterback Country, who's trained Jack Abraham for a long time, uh, you know, outside of the season, and just speaks so highly of him. Kind of called him – says he has breeze, Drew brees like accuracy. Hmm. You know, obviously you guys saw that last year with him leading uh college you know, leading FBS in completion hmm. percentage. So uh I, I'm I'm really excited about seeing these two uh these two guys. I mean, this is the best season Jamar Smith has had in his tech career by far. And uh he's playing really well so it's gonna be a test for these two uh these two secondaries of, of both these
1: teams. There's another interesting aspect to the game, Red. as you know, having yeah. some familiarity with Southern Miss. Southern Miss traditionally gets a good number of kids out of Louisiana to play football sure. here. Tech has 10 Mississippi kids on their roster. So this is really one of those old-fashioned southern backyard brawls.
0: No, no question. I mean, that was the other part of this that was so exciting for me is it is a true rivalry. I mean, we're talking about one of the longest-running um, you know, Conference USA matchups in this conference's histories, here is Southern Miss and, and Law Tech. I mean, we played what 50 times. Uh, this will be the 51st meeting between the two schools. It's not just a rivalry on the field, as you mentioned, and, and Skip Holtz said this this week. It is a rivalry on the recruiting trail, right? Um, so, you know, this is this is certainly an important game. I know I'm sure LaTeX Tech will have some recruits out there, and um, I mean, it, it's an important game for the West Division. It's an important game for the conference as a whole, but it, it's a Truly monumental game for both programs as they go forward.
2: Well if Southern Miss if Southern Miss wins this game, they're not only in the driver's seat but they can go ahead and click the seatbelt because right. they, they've completely got
0: the West in their own hands.
2: Would
1: the same hold true for Tech? It pretty much would. Well, except Tech hasn't played North Texas yet. Tech
0: has a North Texas matchup still to play. You're right. right. You're right about that. And, you um, know, look, you know, they've played some close games. Now, I think Rice is a little bit better than their record indicates. And, you know, it took overtime for LaTeX to get past Rice, but that was a road game. Um, and so, you know, I, 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 think, um, I and, think that North Texas game will be interesting but yeah, you better believe that this is you're on a good path for whichever team wins this game
2: and, and UAB is a wild card right
0: you know. no question because they're an explosive offense as well I mean Tyler Johnson is, uh, is one of the better quarterbacks in Conference USA as well
2: but U- and, UAB uh, comes to Hattiesburg though, so the Eagles have that going for them, and and for the second time this season, they would be the Eagles would be coming off a bye week before they play UAB.
0: Right, right. That's the crazy thing this year in college football with the two byes. I think Coach Thompson was saying to just kind of break the season up, you know, into into three quarters really with the before the first bye, in between the second one, and then after the second one. So um, that that's a nice little piece of uh, scheduling. Uh, positivity there for the Golden Eagles.
1: Hey, Rhett, we really appreciate you being on the Eagle yeah. Hour. Kelly and I will both be tuned in to uh, Sunday, Saturday afternoon, and uh, we yeah. look forward to uh, hearing your broadcast.
0: Well, thanks so much, man. Thanks for having me, and uh, this has been fun, and uh, I'm really looking forward to a, a great relationship with Conference USA moving forward.
1: Great deal. Rhett Lewis, everybody, okay. from the NFL Television Network, 2.30 Saturday afternoon, the Golden Eagles and the Bulldogs on the NFL channel. The Professor is next. Stay with us.
0: The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top.
1: Welcome back to the Eagle Hour. I want to thank uh, the announcer, Brett from the, uh, Brett Lewis, from the NFL Network. That's pretty exciting to have uh, Southern Miss making its NFL Network debut this Saturday afternoon. This segment is sponsored by our good friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill, well, you've heard us every day. It's just a great place uh, to go do your uh, pregame, your post-game, just to go down and have a cold adult beverage at night and maybe shoot some pool and a fabulous place to eat lunch. And, Kelly, I can never remember. How much is the lunch? Well, I mean, you need to write it on your hand, Bob.
2: I it's did. it's eight dollars and ninety five cents, and that includes your drink. You know how some of these places you'll go and they'll say, Well, it's eight ninety five for lunch, but then they hit you three bucks for a drink. Right. No, eight ninety five includes your sweet tea, your water, your soft drink, you know, whatever you want.
1: And look, I'll bet my man Michael will attest to this. If you want some really good catfish, go Best. down there tomorrow. What do you say, Michael? Best catfish.
2: Yeah, but today it's pork chop day. Right, but yeah, we're but talking tomorrow. about tomorrow, Kelly. Oh, okay, we're talking about you.
1: catfish. Best catfish ever. You reckon it has the yes. Michael Murgens seal of approval? Yep.
2: And it's right around the corner from the softball complex at Southern Miss where trick-or-treating with Southern Miss will take
1: place. So creative. I just uh, I can't uh, On the 30th. Patrick McGee is a professor, of course, at the Biloxi Sun-Herald and a regular and longtime contributor to the Eagle Hour. Always glad to have Patrick on the show. Patrick? Kelly believes that if the Golden Eagles can beat Louisiana Tech Saturday they have punched their ticket to the Western Division Championship. What do you say?
3: Yeah, I mean it puts them in a in a great position. Uh, you know, looking across the West Division it would it would, you know, there would have to be some kind of an upset within the Div- division play or Southern Miss would have to lose it, you know, say to both the Western Kentucky and an FAU uh, to put them in a bad spot. But yeah, I, I mean it puts them in definitely the uh uh the spot they want to be um you can't you can't take road trips to place like Rice for granted but yeah i mean if, if Southern Miss wins uh their their odds of losing the west <laughs> uh uh diminish uh, greatly i think my
1: partner here believes this is almost a, a given but i'm a little apprehensive <laughs> i think that the louisiana tech could be a big big challenge saturday
3: yeah i mean i think i've you know Three or four weeks ago, I picked Southern Miss to beat Tech. Uh, Actually, I think I picked them to beat Tech for the season. And until Tech beats Southern Miss, uh, it's kind of hard to pick against them. I mean, Southern Miss has just managed to beat the Bulldogs in situations where you didn't expect expect them to, especially last year. And uh, uh, really going back, you know, whenever Nick Mullins and company uh, beat La Tech and Hattiesburg in his senior uh, in his senior season, so uh, Southern Miss just keeps finding ways to beat Tech and. And I'm not betting against the Golden Eagles in this situation, even though Tech has played well. The record is a little bit inflated by playing a bunch of bad teams.
2: And the fact that uh, when you look at the rest of the schedule, we talked about how UAB is kind of the wild card, but the Blazers come to Hattiesburg. If if there's a game that scares me, Bob, that would be the one, the UAB one, just because of the way that they have always thrown a, a wrench
1: into Southern Miss's plans, you know, it seems, throughout the years. How do you explain that, Patrick? UAB is always the nemesis in every sport, it seems.
3: Well, it seems like in those games, UAB's just been the more physical team, uh, been better up front uh, on both sides of the ball. And, and I, I think that we've seen a little bit different Southern Miss team, especially on the offensive line this year. That's why I would expect Southern Miss to beat UAB. Again, like uh, Louisiana Tech, UAB's uh, record is kind of inflated by playing some pretty bad competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the UAB and Tech are, the, are you know, when you, on paper the biggest threats for Southern Miss. But uh, as we know, Southern Miss can take no uh, Saturday for granted.
1: Patrick, I thought Saturday was the best performance of the year from the Golden Eagles.
3: Uh, uh, I would say defensively, yeah. Uh, offensively, I would say maybe Troy was a little bit better. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, the defense for Southern Miss really did what they had to do uh, the completion percentage was way down for North Texas. Uh, they got some hits on Mason Fine, and and they never let North Texas really kind of pull off the big play in the ground game. So, yeah, I think defensively it's a great sign for Southern Miss going forward. And and, and is, I, think,
2: yeah, go I, was, ahead. I was just going to ask, is, is there any word on Fine's condition? Is he going to be back in the starting lineup for the Mean yeah. Green?
3: Yeah, apparently he's going to play. I mean, it did not look good when he went down. He was down on the field for a while. I assumed that he had hurt his shoulder or something pretty badly, but apparently he's going to play. Uh, Sigger is the running back. He's in he's in worse shape. I think he may be out this Saturday. Uh, but yeah, Mason Fine apparently is okay.
1: You expect a good atmosphere, big rivalry type atmosphere Saturday, Patrick.
3: You know, I kind of expect that going over the tech each time. But I mean, Texas attendance has not been the greatest. Uh, I'm not sure why they don't really come out for this game. Uh, maybe it being a 2:30 kickoff and great weather. I think there's a chance of rain. Uh, but yeah, I, I you know we'll, we'll see. I know there was. <laughs> Uh, the last time Southern Miss played at Louisiana Tech was the uh, the game had a significant weather delay, and pretty much all the Tech fans left after the first quarter during the first delay. So uh, as far as the atmosphere goes, I don't know. Uh, I think you'll probably have a decent division of Southern Miss fans there.
1: Yeah, and I remember Munkins last year when they went over there and won the Western Division, there were more Southern Miss fans in the stands than Louisiana Tech fans, it seemed.
3: Yeah, I, Exaggerating a little bit, but it definitely yeah. had a great group there. Yeah. I mean, there was probably a couple of thousand Southern Miss fans there. You know, right.
2: Patrick, you're you're the one that usually is writing scoops and has the inside stories on things. I got a scoop for you and in an inside story on what you said earlier about those tech fans leaving after the first quarter because of the weather. It wasn't because yeah. of the weather. It wasn't because of the weather, brother. It's just they knew they ran into a better Southern Miss team and that they weren't going to win the game anyway, <laughs> so they went. Ahead I don't and- know.
3: That was a, that was a sloppy football game. That was. <laughs> That was, I don't know if I'd, <laughs> if I'd go as far as to say that. All
1: right, Patrick. Uh, basketball predictions come out today in, uh conference forecasts, and they predict the Golden Eagle men's team to finish dead last in Conference USA.
3: Yeah, I was a little surprised by that. Uh, maybe, you know, a lot of people don't, you know, a lot of the coaches in the league don't really know Jay Ladner or what to expect from him. And of course, Southern men's lost some key, police, key pieces and, and, and Cortez Edwards and Uh, Tyree Griffin, but, you know, there are, you know, with Leonard Harper-Baker and uh, LaDavia Strain, there are some pieces to build around, and, you know, I I think some of these new guys can play, uh, you know, the Slovenian, uh, or it's not Slovenian, I forget which country he's from, but he's been pretty impressive. Uh, Six-foot-seven can really shoot it. Uh, You know, Southern Miss, I think he's got something to work with. Now, I wouldn't pick them to be one of the five or six best teams in the league, uh, but I would expect them to be competitive. Uh what's got what's gotta happen for Southern Miss is just to survive the non conference play and come out somewhat healthy, uh, because they play the toughest non conference play they've had in a very long time.
1: You're not yeah. kidding. <laughs> but what if they beat Gonzaga and Michigan? That'd be a heck of a way to start the year, wouldn't it, Patrick?
3: Uh yeah, as Iowa State and Gonzaga the first two games in his uh-huh, Yeah, if the they won lines. that they would Yeah. <laughs> that would uh that would be stunning. I mean the the have <laughs> really then you go to Texas Tech uh, your your Lord. national runner up. Who did this? Whose
1: idea was this? Well,
3: it's it's a lot of it's uh, scheduling that Doc and Company did previously.
2: Yeah, no and, no, uh, wonder no wonder Sadler bailed he out. Left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, but I, I think they did they did add three Division One games in Hattiesburg, and I think everybody's happy to see that.
1: Right, Patrick, I want to ask you something kind of off the record, not off the record, but kind of <laughs> off subject. Uh, I know a lot of our listeners rely on you to get their Southern Miss coverage. And mm-hmm. I, I've noticed that the, on social media, where that was always just instantly accessible, there's kind of another step. Can you explain to our listeners what they need to do in order to be able to access all of your columns and your and your coverage of Southern Miss?
3: Right. Well, one column a week has become sub- subscriber only. It's a, it's, it's a piece I try to write. It's kind of in-depth. Uh, you know, whether it was Buster Faulkner, I really went in depth with him this week. And last week it was looking at the Mason Fine uh, situation. And before that, it was really just kind of uh, uh, looking ahead to the conference slate and seeing how Southern Miss fits in and, and really predicting every game. And those that's accessible for the first two to three days online. It's only accessible to subscribers. Uh, so, uh, and, and there is a limit on how many times you can go to the Sun Herald website and view, say, my content. It may be like only two free views every two weeks. Uh, so if you want to be a subscriber and have unlimited access, uh, you'll need to set up a paid subscription through the Sun Herald website. The first month is $1.99, and then after that it becomes $12.99. There may be some deals out there that you can get for cheaper. Mm-hmm. But that's the basic deal that, that fans have, and we've turned out a lot of Southern Miss football content, and I'm really making a push to try to get as many Southern Miss fans involved in the Sun Herald website and become subscribers, because if they do that, that just gives me, gives me more freedom to do more Southern right. Miss work and focus on that. So, right. uh, yeah, I encourage Southern Miss fans yeah. to subscribe, because I know they're not necessarily getting that from other, other public no,
1: I, was, I was about to say, every yeah. Southern Miss fan listening to us this afternoon, you need to subscribe to this, because Patrick is the voice for Southern Miss sports coverage uh, you know from the newspaper side and Patrick it's just I'm just I'm just giving you a reality the local paper here in Hattiesburg doesn't even hardly cover the Golden Eagles I mean if if, if people want to keep up to date with sports coverage of this program they need to they need to subscribe
3: I yeah, want well, I, I appreciate that I mean I' just you've seen some stories kind of popping up on the Jackson and Hattiesburg websites but they're really stuff that only takes 20 30 minutes to do. I mean, I'm you know taking the time and getting to Hattiesburg as much as I can uh, to provide in-depth stuff.
2: Right, Patrick. I wanted to ask you about the Conference USA Championship Game. How will it be determined who will host it? Quickly.
3: Uh, You know, I I actually, you know, I I meant to get around to that this week and get more involved on the details on that. Um, I think part of it is the the rating in in the CFP rankings, who has the highest there, and of course, head to head probably comes into play. Uh, So those Western Kentucky and FAU games down the stretch are going to be super important.
1: All right, Patrick, thanks, buddy. We always appreciate your time. All right, have a good one. Patrick McGee, everybody, from the Biloxi Sun-Herald. Kelly, Michael, and I will be back to wrap up this edition of the Eagle Hour after this.
0: tuned in to the eagle hour the eagle hour southern miss to the top
1: fourth segment of the Eagle Hour sponsored every day by Gulfport Home Center on the Mississippi Gulf Coast the place to go if you're in the market for a new home they can help you with the financing they can help you with the location to put your home they will of course deliver and set it up for you and they have homes to fit every budget and every family's need quality home buying is available for you right now at Gulfport Home Center on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. I want to thank Rhett Lewis from the NFL Network for joining us. Also, of course, Patrick McGee, who joins us each and every Thursday, and we always appreciate Patrick's input. Very serious about what I said. If you're a Southern Miss supporter, you like reading about Southern Miss, you want a newspaper that's going to follow the Golden Eagle athletic programs, you need to fork out the 12 bucks a month or whatever it is and subscribe to that service on the coast because I'm just telling you, Kelly, and you know I'm being truthful. Jackson... Hattiesburg newspapers owned by Gannett—they could care less.
2: And Patrick does it, you know, twenty-four-seven. I mean, right. he's he's on it all the time. Right. And while we get a chance too, we want to give a shout out to Picasso Nelson, Picasso Nelson Jr. to be specific, former uh, Southern Miss uh, football player who was uh, a Jack- Jacksonville Jaguar for a while and uh, was drafted in the N- XFL, which people are going, wait a minute, XFL? You remember there there was a. Thirty thirty about you know the old Vince McMahon. Uh, I think it was the XFL back then too, wasn't it, or, or something like that. But it has been rebranded, and they're coming out with you know uh, some new teams and things like that. And Vince McMahon says it's going to work, you know, Yum. this time that uh, that the branding is better. But Picasso Nelson was drafted by the Tampa Bay Vipers. I think is the name of their team, mm-hmm. the Tampa Bay Vipers. He was drafted on. Doesn't necessarily mean he'll play, but I'm just right. saying he was drafted. Uh, by the Vipers, so we'll see how that comes, how that comes out. And another addition of somebody trying to compete, as it were, right. with the NFL. And
1: we're gonna have trouble within our family here this weekend, our Super Talk family. Well, the Mergens family will be in particular. trouble at the Mergans house this weekend because the Chicago Bears are hosting the New Orleans Saints, and everybody knows about Michael. Well, let me tell you, his wife Teresa, huge Saints fan. But the missing piece of the puzzle. Viper. Is the third member
2: of the Morgans Viper. family who can't yet speak for herself. Where does but she fall like? in? She here. can
1: say dubbears. She has no She doesn't know why she can say it, other than Daddy repeated it to her about fifty times in a row, and now she's. How well does Mama like that? She doesn't know it yet. I'm waiting um, because, to reveal that on oh, Sunday. Oh, oh.
2: Yeah, and when she finds out, there will be a
1: call to Child Protective Services. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure.
2: Mm-hmm. This
1: child is being abused. She's being. All right. So, Michael, your team's had a week to rest up. Uh, they sent him over to London, some ridiculous place to play a game. Yeah, Jeff lag. Had a week to rest up. A really good New Orleans team coming in there. The Bears are really good. What do you see, Sonny? I think this is a big-time matchup. Bo Coma actually has the Bears as a four-point favorite. Well, I can really? see that. I can see it's that. It's going to be close. It, it's hard to say at this point in the season, the way both teams have been going, but it's it's probably the biggest matchup this weekend here's, because here's what I would think, Michael. I just think I think Bridgewater's done fine. Mm-hmm. But Bridgewater hadn't played a defense like it. The Bears defensive yeah. rush is scary. Yeah. That's right. They, they I would just think that that they would overwhelm Teddy Bridgewater. I think they will.
2: I should have checked the over-under because that, that sure reeks I'd of an under, doesn't under. it? Yeah. I'd, I'd bet under. Yeah, yeah depending yeah. on – of it might be a low number. You know, you don't know.
1: Yeah. But uh, I should have gotten that under that, number. That's, but, I guess that's the matchup of the week. That's got to mm-hmm. be the game of the week in the NFL.
2: Well, tonight in the NFL, the Denver Broncos are at home looking to make it three wins right. in a row. Right. And their opponent, the Kansas City Chiefs, have –
1: Lost two games, so
2: in it row. could be a third loss in a row for the Chiefs, and I think people find that uh, mm-hmm. that surprising. That'll be uh, tonight's Thursday night game, Kansas City at Denver. Uh, the Sunday night game will be the Cowboys, who have also hit the skids, and the Eagles against the Philadelphia Eagles. And then the one that everyone will be glued to the set for is the one on Monday night. Yes, the now New York Jets, who are resurgent with one win under their belts will be at home to take on
1: the New England Patriots. Mm. Another look, easy look, one for I, the Patriots. I'm a guy that says the Patriots are clearly the best team in the league and, and the best football team that we maybe have seen in our generation. But it is getting a little ridiculous who they play. Well, You can't gauge it yet because they haven't yeah. played anybody anywhere right. near I mean, equal. It's going to, to get a little bit ridiculous.
2: Yeah. Of course the Patriot fans will say, "Well, that might be the case, but when we do play good teams, we beat yeah, them too." their out well, of conference
1: yeah. games have been easy. Yeah, it hasn't happened yet.
2: And I said, "Well, if you can play your third string quarterback and beat the Dolphins twice a year, you know, you're all your guys are fresh and not hurt. Mm-hmm. So that when you do have a big I, game." I
1: would like to see the Patriots play a Chicago or a New Orleans and just or Seattle and see just how good are they really? Cuz oh, they're it, not the same team offensively that we've seen in the no, last. It, years. Is gonna,
2: it is going to it is going to get it's going to get really tough for the Patriots in the upcoming weeks cuz they have another game with the Dolphins and they play the Bengals coming up. Oh, well, that.
1: So. They're probably already game planning for that one,
2: aren't they? Uh, actually I, I think they're calling that their second <laughs> bye week. <laughs> just waiting for that one game that they lose and we can be on here saying they are who we thought they were. Right. Oh, exactly. Man, right. I, but you know what? I, I normally cuz it's not an official Super Bowl unless the Bengals are in it in my view. Uh, so the, this resurgence that the 49ers have had, I still hate the 49ers because They're they beat the Bengals team, twice. They're They're an up and coming team. But wouldn't it be cool to I would I would love to cheer against the Patriots in the Super Bowl against the Saints. Or even the Bears. Right. That, I think
1: that would be great. All right. Game of the week. New Orleans at Chicago. Is that a 12 o'clock game? Late game. So. Late, late game. game. Late game. Yeah. Late game. Three o'clock. That's where I'll be at three o'clock, I and I'll bet. Well, I'd love to spy on the Mergens household, wouldn't you? The difference Facebook live it.
2: The difference between the Mergens household and the Getty household, they'll be watching the game. You'll be sleeping at three in the afternoon, like I will, probably. (laughs) That's right.
1: (laughs) Kelly and Chuck Abity tomorrow on the Eagle Hour. Until then, Southern Miss. To to the top.